It's Wednesday, the 15th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee. I'll tell you what, Shane, one of the, the great things about you, mate, is you have not given up on your humour, <laughs> your Instagram. It, it, it took off. It took off yesterday with your lovely dad joke. Talk us through it. Mate, this is how bored I'm getting in lockdown, mate. I, I, <laughs> I, cooked, I cooked pad thai last night, so I did the... Um, the deconstructed version. So I took a picture of the pad thai cooked with chicken and chilli and lime and peanuts and the deconstruction version with uh, just a cricket pad and a, a tie that I used to hang around my neck. So, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's very much a dad joke. Oh, you got me laughing. Pad tie done two ways. Absolutely <laughs> glorious. Well, there's a stack of cricket to talk about on that subject. Tim Payne to undergo that neck surgery. The English players, I reckon they can find a way to make it work for the Ashes. Luke Beveridge under fire. Lachlan Lewis sacked at Canterbury. There's so much to talk about. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. Mainhaircare.com. Tim Payne, undergoing neck surgery. He's already in sort of the twilight or the September of his career. Um, this is a difficult one for him, Shane. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a, a pinched nerve in your neck. I know that for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's a strange one. Um, I think it will be probably his last main series. I think potentially if Australia does win the Ashes and all goes ahead. Um, but, yeah, so he's going to be out of action from full training until October, which only gives him really three to four weeks to get ready for the Ashes. It's not ideal preparation, that's for sure. Well, there's a chance. Um, there's a chance that he, he may not be right mm. um, because you never know. No, you never know, mate. And uh, anything to do with the spine and and nerves is obviously a difficult one. And as a weird keeper, um, you know he's up and down and moving around. So it's as I said, mate, not ideal preparation for the captain of our national team. Up and down, moving around sounds like us when mm. we were younger. Now English yep. players, <laughs> English <laughs> players. Yeah, people are laughing along as they drive. Uh, English players. Look, they, they look like they, they're going to work this out. We know they're coming for the Ashes, but there's, there's been this concern. And look, oh, I can see it because, you know, they've been in bubbles and restrictions and lockdowns and all sorts of stuff, all sorts of rubbish for a long, long time. So when they come out to Australia, um, they reckon they can find the secret. Mate, I get it. I'm, I'm at home taking pictures of cricket pads and fucking bad ties, mate. It's, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And I think um, what they're really concerned about, there is a thing called bubble fatigue. Um, and to mm. come out and prepare for a major series like the Ashes and have two weeks potentially in the same room as your kid and wife is really, really tough. They won't make exceptions for them. You can't. Um, Australian um, quarantine laws are very, very strict. But this is worth $200 million to Cricket Australia. So we have to um, to get it right. Uh, and But they'll be coming. Um but they're trying to work as a team and a uh, bit of collective bargaining there from the English players. Yeah, well, that's it. They're trying, they're, they're trying to work it out so it's a lot less of a problem, aren't they? Yep. But um, once again, I don't think our quarantine lawyers will allow any exceptions for anyone. Yeah. But hopefully uh, it'll be a different country by then. Um, we aren't going to see the Ashes start full on till um, December. So uh, 
You'd hope, you know, a lot of water's got to rush under the bridge before then. The first test at the Gabba is on uh, the 8th of December. Yep, everyone keep getting vaccinated, that's for sure, and a lot of these issues will go away. Okay, mate. Let's, uh, let's change subjects, change tack, and, and look at a little bit of rugby league. Lachlan Lewis, they've, they've dumped him Canterbury. They're, they're going through a real change, aren't they? They certainly are, Timmy. And what a strange story this is. Lachlan Lewis, he, he flogged a team speaker, <laughs> and he was trying to sell it on eBay. This guy's on 450k a year. And he's trying to sell a speaker. It must be a serious subwoofer or something. He's going to put in the back of his Commodore. <laughs> What's he doing? And how do you expect to get away with it putting it on eBay under your own name? What a fool. And he's yeah. the same guy. You'd sack him. He, he sacked, mate. And he was the same guy, that, that, that really off-field um, tackle on, I think it was Cody Walker from South, um, just sort of unannounced and tackled him. He is the nephew of Wally Lewis, the great. Um, but he's not going to go down as a great uh, Lachlan Lewis with all these stupid things that he's doing. Yeah, he sounds like he needs to spend some time in the room of mirrors and have a good look at himself, uh, mm. Lachlan Lewis. Um, the, you get sacked on stupidity, if, if nothing else, for, for, <laughs> yeah. for flogging the speaker. Now, Penrith, um, they take on Parramatta. I'm not completely convinced that Penrith will, will beat them. Look, they deserve their favouritism, but Parramatta, they came and blew Melbourne away the other day, but one thing that Penrith do have, they've got some players back. They do, mate, um, and I know you've got a little soft spot for, for the Parramatta team, but I think this Panthers side, with the injection of Dylan Edwards, um, Moses Loita, and um, and Scott Sorensen, will make a huge difference, mate. And you know that allows Crichton to move back to his normal position out wide. And um, I just think Panthers will be too strong for the Eels. But once again, it'll probably be a good match. But I think Panthers that that loss to them is going to really focus him for this week. Yeah, I've got a, just confirming, I've got a soft spot for all 16 teams. When my kids get asked, who's your dad go for? They just say, whoever pays him, that's who he goes for. That's, right. in rugby league. that's, that's, that's the truth. AFL, uh, Luke Beveridge, the coach of the Western Bulldogs, um, he's come out in defence of one of his players and copped it. He has, um, but it's an old coaching sort of uh, trick. And you see Wayne Bennett do it all the time where he takes a focus off his team. But um yeah, Adam Trelaw, who's signed, you know, the former Collingwood player, signed for, for five years for $4.5 million, big numbers, had a really, really poor sort of um, uh, match against the Lions with only 10 disposals. Uh, he's definitely not at his best, but he came back with 23 disposals versus Port Adelaide last match. Um, he's come out and he's been through a lot and he's really got behind his players. The journalist that then said, um, mate, no, we're allowed to have our own comments on him. And, and Beveridge said that the journalist said they were, that they were nasty, um, they were distasteful and, you know, really got stuck in on which, once again, I think Beveridge is just trying to get on his player's side and, and take the focus off a lot of the players in the team as well. Get a bit of that tribalism going. Mm. Um, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see Western Bulldogs and Melbourne, of course, no AFL this weekend and all all train stations to uh, Perth on the following weekend for the grand final. And uh, this is a bit of a, an insight into how big AFL is in Perth and Western Australia, so it's great for the locals. Most of the tickets went to Western Bulldogs and Melbourne fans in Perth. Like, we're talking 20-odd thousand tickets all went to them. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that one. I really am, and I am a red legs man for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, also in the AFL, I love this. <laughs> Hamish Blake, he does make me laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Amish and Andy. He's a massive Melbourne Demons fan. Uh, look, he hasn't seen any joy his whole life. And he's obviously living in Sydney these days, trying to get across to Perth. He's, he's made all these <laughs> stories up, saying he's a truck driver. He's brilliant, isn't he? he um, yeah, as you said, a, a huge Melbourne uh, Red Leg supporter. Um, but he was sort of uh, pretending he was an ice, ice cream truck driver and he had to get the truck into the West Australia because the ice creams are melting. Um, and that failed miserably, but uh, yeah, a funny bloke, Hamish Blake. But it just goes to show, as you said to me, how big this match is. And and unfortunately, some of these Melbourne supporters have never seen their team in a grand final, and probably may, may never again. Um, don't get the chance to actually witness it. So yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, I remember I was at their last grand final when they went down to Essendon in 2000 at the MCG. And it, it, when things do normalise again, if, you, if you're listening and you haven't been to an AFL grand final, make sure that you get yourself to one if you love your sport because they are a fantastic experience. But there was so much expectation. Then James Hurd came out that day and blew them off the park. You would have to say that most Melbourne Demon supporters haven't seen any great success because they haven't won the flag since 1964. Just a great story. Now, Quade Cooper, I don't think it hurt him at all when he kicked that goal the other night, but he looks like he's going to finally get his Australian citizenship. This has been a bit of an ongoing tale. Uh, I've seen his little blow-ups on Instagram from time to time where he said 70 tests for the Wallabies, not enough to become an Australian citizen. Well, it looks like it's going to happen. What a joke. I think if you play one match for your country, you should become an Australian citizen. They expect you to do all the work and perform and take the criticism. Um, He's tried four times and been knocked back. Um, he needed to prove that he had reasonable benefit to the country. Some might argue that the 70 matches before the last one, he didn't really do that. But uh, all, all jokes aside, 23 points versus the Springboks. Let the guy in. He's an Australian. Yeah, it is. it's a bit weird, isn't it, when you're actually playing yeah. for your country and uh, you're getting knocked back by the bureaucrats. Um, mm. Look, it started so beautifully at Manchester United and Cristiano Ronaldo, but the fans can be fickle. Uh, they weren't happy with the coach when they took him off. Crazy. Uh, he scored two goals first game. He scored a goal um, at the start of the second match and then was replaced in the 71st minute by um, Oli Solstar, the, the coach. Um, he put, I think it was Jesse Lingard on and Lingard made an error and Man U lost the match. One thing when you are playing for Man United, probably the biggest club in the world, um, and you make a mistake, you people know about it, mate. So, uh, But Ronaldo, what a superstar he is. Yeah, taking taking a player like that off at a time like that, yeah. it does seem a bit odd. Uh, now, golf, golf's in good hands. The Foxtel Group have um, got a, a big broadcast deal for, for golf. Yeah, good to see. Um, golf is growing in this country, and, and sport, we've spoken about it before in this show, sport's the main thing that people like to watch, and it's a very, very valuable asset. Um, Foxtel have 2.4 million subscribers across both Foxtel and KO. Uh, which is up 26% from last year. So people at home in lockdown are watching a lot of sport. Um, it's good to see that we'll see a lot of golf. We won't miss um, any golf uh, moving forward for the next two years in this country. Is there anything more relaxing than sitting there with a cold beer just for, I don't know, nine hours straight and just watching the golf? Oh, I love it. It's like watching the test cricket. Yeah, you do it for five days as well. That was great. Yeah, you get booked for loitering on the couch. Um, <laughs> and horse racing, well, the, the VRC, oh, look, I think this is going to happen right around the country, have come out and said that all participants are going to have to have vaccines. It is a multi, multi-million dollar business, and I understand totally what they're trying to do, and I think it is make it compulsory. Um, 
if something goes down in the horse racing industry, a lot of people are affected. So uh, they need to protect that asset, that's for sure. Now, I've been watching SAS, of course, because our great mate Johnny Stephenson's on it, and uh, he hasn't had a, a big role. He's just sort of shuffling along on the edges so far. There's been high drama with Sam Burgess and others. But uh, we were talking off air before. You've had your own little taste, your own little touch of the SAS. Can you tell me? Yeah, we were invited um, through John Buchanan, who was the Australian career coach uh, in the 2000, I think it was, and um, we're in Perth where the SAS base is. Um, and two days before one day, we were invited to go along and be part of a sort of an exercise program there. Mm. It was terrifying. I know Andrew Simons loved it. Uh, Matty Hayden was really into it. Uh, Warney did not want to be there <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, and they basically put us, um, hogtied us and put us into a, a hostage sort of situation they joked around saying oh we will put some earmuffs on because we will use bullets we've only got it wrong once and use a live bullet ha 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 and i'm thinking and they they tied us up put us in a dark room came screeching in cars through the windows breaking glass pulled us out threw us onto the back of a ute and i said fuck i'm gonna fuck a boulder borrow it's petrifying (laughs) (laughs) and then someone yelled go fetch the gimp yeah i was i was i was watching it watching him sort of squirrel through this tube and doing all this stuff and i'm thinking you're doing this electively. You're going yeah. on a TV show and doing this. I, I, I could not conceptualise doing that kind of stuff at all. No, and it was um, – look, I get that these guys are so um, highly trained and, and, and brilliant what they do, but, uh, yeah, it didn't make me any more Australian or, or bowl better the next day, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, not my cup of tea, mate, but uh, hats off to what these guys do. Didn't didn't Warney walk in and put three packets of bungers to one side? <laughs> yeah, Warney's, Warney's in the dark smoking in the, in the hostage <laughs> situation. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you, of course, to our sponsors. Yeah, our new sponsors, mainhaircare.com. Oh, you smell, you look absolutely wonderful with a bit wonderful. of mainhaircare.com. <laughs> and, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr Dan McHugh. See you tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Take Take care.